always playful, sometimes profound. It's Fresh Catch 2.0 with David Dean and Dave Ron. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Dave Ron with my buddy David Dean. Uh, we're coming at you uh, podcasting just hours before Thanksgiving. And I have noticed, uh, David, I'm, maybe you've picked up on this. When I lean back in my chair mm-hmm. uh, and I offer my stomach as the first thing mm-hmm. you see, it, it makes the stomach look bigger. I, I didn't notice the stomach bigger so much as the words two seconds prior to this podcast beginning, which was, I'm going to hit record now. There was no, how are you? How is your life? Are you still alive? Do you have a debilitating disease? It was just, hey, hey, not even, I didn't say, hey, it was just, I'm going to hit record now. Can I sound like your kids? Just for a second. <laughs> hey, Dad. I can I? Do, I'm just going to confess to you. Uh, I'm impatient with these last 15 seconds that you've offered right now to it. So, I I don't know what that means. Uh, <laughs> maybe I'm trying to get it out of my system so that I can be pleasant and congenial when I meet with the extended family tomorrow around the Thanksgiving meal. Yeah, we've we've talked about this before. Can I just revisit for a second? Oh, there are certain things in life as we get older we just don't have the patience or tolerance for. Is yep. that fair? That's absolutely give me, fair. Yeah. Give me, give myself and our seven listeners, give us uh, a little glimpse into the to the mind of Dr. Dave. Top three things that you do not have patience or tolerance for anymore, and then I'll I'll fill in after you. Go ahead. Yeah, I uh, I don't have much patience or tolerance for small talk that doesn't seem to have any point. It's not okay. landing anywhere. It's not going anywhere. It's full of details. It's taking space up. It uh, the the some sort of law of my uh, love for another person or even respect for another person means I should patiently look at them and nod, and I don't want to. Because mm-hmm. what I want to do is let, I, I just, everything in me wants to tell them that I'm probably not the only person who is thinking that I don't want to be in this conversation with you because it's not, it's it's just a waste. Were you better at this in your 20s and 30s? I might have been. I might have been somebody who did those things. Like mm. I might have been the kind of person that that an older, wiser person would walk away from and say, I don't want to be around yeah. him. Yeah. And what's what's another no 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 interest, no tolerance for? Um I'll call it the uh uh the the always selling posture with somebody. So if somebody's just they're always angling or promoting or wanting mm-hmm. and you and you can see it early on and you know um and and so they you know that's coming, but mm-hmm. then they start with something disingenuous like yeah. you know like an insurance person might say, 
I bet you'd probably want to have a little bit more money on hand, wouldn't you? Like, like that, that's gonna, that's gonna immediately posture me as going, oh, this guy cares about me. Whatever mm-hmm. he's about to follow is gonna be really good. I wanna pay attention and lean in. Are you in a stage of life where every commercial that's on, you question it and you're cynical? Yeah. And whenever the, P, the the spokesperson in the commercial asks you a question, would you like to have more? Are you suffering from, have you struggled with any yeah. of those things? I, I instantly, I, I build up a wall. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, there's somebody on my email that hits me about six, it seems like six times a day, probably because I poked at their site once and showed some interest. I was trying to figure out what, what it was all about. And, I shouldn't have somehow now I'm yeah. on their email yes. and they, uh, and, and, and their approach is to shame me somehow, like for not, not showing interest or not what exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're the bad person for not reciprocating and asking questions right. or, or being interested in whatever goods or wares they're selling. And by the way, that's what Donald Trump's stuff does at me, too. You know, hey, we thought you were a patriot. Why don't you engage here? That kind of stuff. Yes. Oh, oh, hey, I could I could ask you another 20 questions on that. That's (laughs) (laughs) that's some of our people, too, isn't it? Oh, it is. It is indeed. Yes. Yeah. So uh, let's let's. Share with listeners, this is a, a Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Normally, we, we podcast on Thursday. Let's let's both of us share our Thanksgiving agenda okay. tomorrow. Go. Okay. Uh, we will uh, get up not uh, unduly early, but we'll move around and get out the door by 9 a.m. to drive to Peoria, Illinois. And uh, immediately go to my uh, sister Karen's house yeah. and uh, sort of drop the bag in and uh, greet them. And probably within the hour, go down the road uh, a couple miles to my sister Linda's house. And that's so, where the festive yeah. gathering is. Oh, you'll, uh, you know what? How sweet is that? All the year, these years later, you and your sisters are, and families are gathering together? Even without mom and dad, you still gather. Mom and dad would be proud, wouldn't they? I think both my sisters owe me money, so I I, I want to stay. I want to stay near them. In that, in the possibility that they might come to that real. <laughs> Pull the curtain back on this little scenario for me. You and his sister, right mid 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 lunch Thanksgiving meal. She's out there stirring the gravy, and you walk in and lean over her shoulder. Hey, you remember 1994? <laughs> I loaned you five grand. <laughs> Pay up. Uh, yeah, I and 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 being uh, not one not wanting to just kind of ruin the holiday at all. I'm gonna let. No words come out of my mouth. I'm just gonna, just gonna hope that my eye contact, my, could you pass me the gravy, and then just lean in with a, just a little bit but, extra eye contact. But, but would you just? 
would you just appease me a little bit? Isn't that sweet, though, to think that you and your sisters and spouses and families and everybody still gather? And I'm not trying to pull off a Band-Aid off a, a, a wound, but you uh, you experienced a, a divorce with mom and dad. And, and I, I think this is kudos to your parents. I, I'm being very sincere when I say that, that your siblings still gather and you get along. I don't think there are very many families that say we still want to hang out with. Yeah. And I'm doing that tomorrow, even though one sister's in Georgia can't make it. I We're in the same boat. My parents did not divorce, but... You know, there was some friction and fighting, but I, I think that's kind of a, a sweet legacy, my friend. I do, too. And I and I think there's a bond there. And uh, and mm-hmm. honestly, uh, first of all, to set the record straight, lest my sisters, who are sometimes listeners, um, I, do, I really don't think they owe me any money. So that that that's. And if they do, I, you know, made this podcast sort of. Set the record. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be there with hand, hands wide open. Uh, but nonetheless, what I think happens is we we kind of have this kind of knowing glance of sharing this experience and we have the bond. But I think so we come together as as people who've survived. And I think, therefore, mm. in many ways, we 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 look at our families and we feel like we're blessed and we thrive. And. And that feels like this is this is was a good thing. We yeah we got a good deal out of being a family, and uh, and we'll we'll celebrate. You know, just kind of like just smiling at all the the grandkids running around and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Wow, I th- I think the operative word that you used was survive. <laughs> I mean, if if you look at what you and your sisters endured and what my sisters and I endured, it's nothing. In the grand scheme of awful parenting, that's exactly fighting, yep. killing, uh, you know, that's exactly right. Wooden spoons being just, and well, listen, yeah. mom, well, mom, yeah, mom used a wooden spoon and an occasional blender. When she went off the chart crazy, there was a small microwave that was <laughs> headed my way. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, in the grand scheme of things, that that siblings still after all these years get together. And the funny thing is, tomorrow we'll be gathering with my sister, Dana, uh, from Chicago, and her uh, husband, which I just, I adore. I think he's a, the brother I've never had, John Hill. We're going to meet at their Michigan cabin. We're we're polar opposites when it comes to politics, but we, we kind of set that aside. Now, Pappy, on the other hand, Pappy's going to probably speak his mind a time or two. And uh, we're going to try to stuff his mouth with fig pudding and hope he doesn't talk. But that's our fear. My 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 butt does pucker when he says, you know, uh, you know what Biden did. Oh, oh, boy. Here we go. Hey, pass the gravy. Pass the gravy. <laughs> so so you and Dana are on the other side of the equation when it comes to politics. And then Pappy is the wild card who doesn't care. He's going to say what he wants. So tell me. I mean, I know you, David. Why is that not something you'd want to stir up and kind of, you know, light the match to, and then step back and watch? Well, no, that's 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 a great scenario. But you are a grandparent. You're the patriarch of your family. You receive a lot of grace when Grandpa comes to town. 
he can say things that probably most parents are not allowed to say. But you you kind of get away with it because you're you're the patriarch. You know, you're right up there with Jesus and Santa Claus. I mean, dad gets that same grace card. I don't. Okay. When dad says things, everybody kind of, they roll their eyes and they giggle. They giggle, uh, you know, dad, grandpa. But if I say, uh, I like meat, what? You kidding me? This is a vegan home. You do not. I'm exaggerating, of course, but you know what I'm saying. I mean, yep. for some reason, grandpas always get some leniency. So, so I'm, I'm not. I don't want to. I don't want to be morbid. I don't want to forecast anything that's that's uh, unsettling on this holiday when it's all about family. But uh, when your dad passes, mm -hmm. you're the you're the old guy. You're and and then if your math is right you will get the same pass that I am getting right now. Cause that's the only difference between us right now. I know I'm the oldest of the family members that are gathering right. well, among my two sisters, you would be in that same status. So are you saying that it will instantly transfer so that you then get the grace to be able to say what you want to? Well, I think the difference between you and I is that, there's grandchildren involved. So I don't have grandchildren. My dad has numerous grandchildren and they all think he walks on water, which is fantastic as probably your grandchildren do for you and Susie. So we're not in that grandpa, grandma status, but I'm kind of the, the, the fun uncle David that does dialects and goofy stories and, and everything's like, so I don't know. I think, I think grandpa status um, you guys get into clubs that I could not get into. So if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Can I tell you about a, a, a fun family? Um, it's a, it's kind of a tradition. I don't know if it's a tradition. I, I'll just say this very early on in our marriages, uh, we recorded our own version of the night before Christmas. Hmm. And we did video. a video. I mean, this is when back when, it, when the video was an eight track, right? So yeah, yeah. that's what it was. And and I was the narrator and I was saying these things, and but we, we created this, this storyline that involved everybody in the family. And at that point, our kids, such as they were, were, were very young. They were all single digit. So it was that long ago. And, we have revisited that now and re-recorded like upgraded version wow. now wow. every wow. every five, ten years or something like that. There's at least three versions of this that have gone on, including some carried over storylines. Hmm. So like the one rhyming line I remember from recording it way back in the early 90s um, was to to infer that my two brothers-in-law, Brian and Joe, were were gay, and um, what what year was this? I mean, it had to be, you know, probably nineteen ninety four, something like that. <laughs> That's when comedy was safe. That's when anything <laughs> could come out of your mouth, and I'm nobody would gaslight you or cancel you because exactly of what right. you, you were. You were the Don Rickles family in yeah. nineteen ninety four. Hey, hey, hockey puck. <laughs> 
I, I just, you know, we'd written some line and it made it rhyme. And I turned the camera to Brian and Joe and they had to say, in, in, they had to say in unison, we're not two gays. That's what they had to say. That was their line. And, and uh, so we've been trying to, you know. I love this. I our, love this glimpse into your family. This is good. Please continue. <laughs> I want to hear more about Mitch well, and Cam from Modern Family. Go ahead. <laughs> yes. I mean, clearly it's been upgraded and over and over. And I think that one of my nieces is sort of going to try to run the show and run it back somehow this is good. in some version coming up. Wow. I have no idea. I mean, it's, I'm, uh, I'm not trying to write anymore. I, I know. <laughs> no matter what you say, it's going to come out wrong. <laughs> in 2023 oh my goodness you to be really careful with your humor <laughs> oh dave that's brilliant <laughs> wow do you think do you think we romanticize family gatherings and holidays i, I mean like they i remember probably was dobson like years ago yeah dobson always said that we always dream about the family vacation or the spring break getaway or the family gathering, you know, you, you romanticize it. You'd mark down the days on the calendar and you talk about it at night. Yeah. Seven more days. And then when it transpires, you're like, get in the car. <laughs> Wait, Wendy's the total bill was $35. This is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> do we do that? Do we do that with family gatherings and holidays? Absolutely. Really? You yeah, think that? I, I think we just we just forget. I mean, I'm I I'm looking at tomorrow, and I'm and I'm all I'm thinking about is smiling faces gathered. I'm not thinking about any blowups. I'm not thinking about any anything. I mean, I'm just thinking about us being grateful and being together. And uh, and I and I know it's possible that we're going to, you know, we could have awkward moments or we could send somebody, we could step on somebody's toes. And maybe we have in the past, maybe I have chances are I have in the past without knowing still mm. that there are, you know, I'll have to look for some begrudging sideways glances as in, in the seating arrangements or whatever, you know? Yeah. Young people call it the side eye. The what? The, you, side eye where you stare at the side of your eye when someone says or does something. Nice side eye. So like on the way, so will you be with family the whole day, the weekend, or how does that work? Yeah, we'll be there on uh, all day on Tuesday. And if uh, if I'm if I'm right, my brother in law Brian. Hey, did you say Tuesday? I'm sorry, Thursday. I, I'm okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, we'll be yeah. there all day Thursday, and I and I suspect that Brian will have a room where there's football going on that some of us can just, even though it's not our beloved. Uh, and woeful bears will will nonetheless nonetheless slip down there and watch some some games and small talk along the way and that that'll be a, a good full day tomorrow. We might leave one house to go, you know, half a mile to a niece's house for the evening, you know, extra food that we might get. Yeah. It'll be a big day. I think the yeah. ladies then will bust out and and do something that says much symbolic as it is real, they'll probably go to some Black Friday yeah. uh, store thing. And uh, mm -hmm. I, at this, at that point, I, uh, you know, right. I, got, I got my book in hand, right? I don't that, know what that's it. Yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll, uh, con we'll connect and 
and and keep keep stories going and have some fun. Um, my nephew, you know, you already know that my son-in-law is the president of Youth for Christ USA. Well, my nephew happens to be the director of the National Campus Life uh, Division of Youth for Christ USA. So mm. he's there, and he is he's he's legit funny, David. Mm. I would I mean I would love. I saw him try to do some stand-up about two weeks ago at, at a tough gathering because it was a gathering of his colleagues at six, you know, they were just they had an open mic and they and and he had some stuff that was pretty good. He's got mm. a he uh, like like many people who are very funny, it doesn't always translate to stand-up, you know. So right. he was, you know, but he uh, he's the guy I'd like to always be next to because he's gonna mm. flutter and say some things that are just classic funny. Would you say there's any truth to the statement that family gatherings, we we kind of gravitate toward that person that has our personality, that mirrors our personality, our our life, our commitments, our devotion? I mean, <laughs> we lean into that person a little bit, don't we? And we're kind of off to the side by the fireplace and we're chatting for hours and other family members walk up and do that obligatory. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> Uh, life and humor and God and all right. Well, talk to you later. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm just going to confess this to you, Dave. Uh, I fear that I'm the guy that nobody wants to get into the conversation with. Wait. I fear but where they see you where they see you walking toward them, and there's two or three people by the fireplace with a cup of hot chocolate and you walk up and they all go, Oh boy. We, well, I think what we're going to do is probably just head on out. Now it's, this has been fun. It, refer back to the very first question at the podcast. I, you know, I think I, I probably have communicated in some nonverbal ways. I don't suffer fools here. And so, <laughs> so when when the family extended family, the the kids and grandkids, and they just want to have fun and have a conversation, right. and I'm kind of going, I'm tapping my toes or whatever, and you know, uh, yeah, I don't, I I so, think I'm going to sit. I, I'm gonna I sit, get it. I'm not I'm, ruin anything. Yeah, and I'm not trying to put words in your mouth. You and I. We have a job where we are in the center of the spotlight. When we walk into a conference, a venue, you're the author, speaker, youth, expertise, communicator. I'm the comedian. I have no problem doing a family gathering and just sitting back and just just listening. And if they want to bring me in, if they want to throw a rope to me on occasion... Sure, I'll jump in, but I don't have to be the center of attention. Is that's, that that's me too? Yeah, I will. I will happily, and with us with a bemused. That's the the phrase. A bemused smile on my face as I watch the energy go to the next generation, where they're running the show and they're enjoying each other. And maybe I'll say something if I can get if I can be in earshot of my two sisters. Yeah, uh, maybe my brothers in law. Uh, although they 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 work harder at entertaining the grandkids than I do. Okay, 
they're, they're, they're better that way than I am. I, I don't, I don't feel a need to do that either. I don't, you know, that, they'll be fine. They'll be fine without me. Sometimes, sometimes I feel a bit more comfortable with uh, the young nieces and nephews than I do the older people at our family gatherings. I have a, we have Mazzy, who's a freshman in, in Chicago, and and Asher, our little nephew, who's a fifth grader, sixth grader. I, I kind of like, I kind of like hanging with them and just picking their brain and asking them questions and just seeing what's the the pulse of that world. And and that can be a uh, if I put a timer on it, that could be a lot of fun. Yeah. I what what I a fear is if I don't if I don't start right, if I start out of the gate like that, what I might have created is is two days of <laughs> Uncle Dave, tell us some more about and, and okay. Uh, that that, I, that I, never happens for me. No. No, that never if it's just flippantly me throwing things out in silliness and some life wisdom, but but they never again where I'm going back to romanticizing family gatherings is my niece and nephew and young people come up to me, please tell us, tell us your journey of how you became a comedian. We have pencil and paper. Give us the five best jokes you've ever shared with an audience. Those things that are in my head. Never happens. Never happened. No. no. It's well, usually the truth is it's me holding out my Android phone and going, Hey, can you show me how to reboot? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, the oldest of the of the bunch will be like at least gathered tomorrow will be about sixth graders. So I'm not yet in that place where they're asking any and so right. there's a whole that fourth through sixth grade age where a bunch of them are. Um, are they're they're kind of the side eyers. They're going to be the the eye rollers when, yes. when I try to do something that I think is really funny. Correct. When I do, when I do my thirty uh, year old magic trick, you know. But if you're in front of four hundred youth workers from across America, you do that. They're giving you a standing no. You right. do that to your fourth grade nephews, Uncle Dave, stupid. Yep. You're you're right. You're right. And and I am grateful. Here's what I'm grateful for, David. There could be a a, a reaction inside of me. Whether it comes out or not, it's a different thing. But there could be a reaction inside of me when they say that, when they confer that I am of no value to them at this moment. <laughs> I could I could want to go. Why you little so and sos? You don't know who I. You don't know who I am. That's exactly. I'm it. a. I'm an icon in youth ministry. I drive a Dodge Stratus. I do fifty push-ups. Yep. I drove from Colorado to Indiana in a day and a half. You look me in the eye when I talk to you. <laughs> I'm just grateful that those thoughts don't come to mind. Instead, what comes to mind is, yep, there's no such thing as a value on pride. So let this go, David. Let it go. Or you owe me money. All this fun has been courtesy of Fresh Catch 2.0 with Dr. Dave Ron 
and David Dean. Until next time.